The title is, This is how you become like Jesus. A very provoking title, actually. Some years ago, my whole family, we have been in Israel by the Dead Sea. And that's a cool thing, you can buy some mud, you know. And then you put all the mud on your body, and we, we made the picture, and uh, we, we did the picture, actually. And it's very, very funny. And after a while, when the mud dries up, it feels very weird, you know. Then you walk into the Dead Sea, and you wash it away. And that's the moment you feel like a baby. Your skin gets like a baby, like a baby skin, woo! And then you swim in the Dead Sea, you know, never going under. And maybe after 15, 20 minutes, if you have a small wound, it starts to burn like crazy. And that's the picture, actually, when we, when we born again, we come to Christ with mud, with all our sins, and Jesus washes away, and we are born again like a small baby. And after we have been become a Christian, after some months, we have some wounds from life, and the Holy Spirit starts to heal those wounds. That's why how you become more like Jesus Christ. Let's start with Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. I think you have heard this Bible verse many, many times, but I'll tell you something. Tonight, I want to teach you certain things I have never heard before, but everything is in the Bible. That's good news. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Jesus is saying, you are the salt on this earth. And this is actually an amazing meaning if you understand the context in the Old Testament, in the ancient time, that salt had always a profound meaning. And here is a story behind salt. An old Russian proverb says, without salt, life is not sweet. But thanks for that too. In any case, salt has always been super duper important. Roman soldiers were paid with it. This salary was called salarium. And Americans still call the wage packet salary. Why not send Zuckerberg a bag of salt to salt his mood at the end of the month? Ha! For the people in the dark Middle Ages, salt was life and life was salt. They used it to give delicious taste to bland soup, to salt the knuckle of pork and make adorable. And Uncle Doc sprinkled it on the wounds for healing. Ah! Well, a person who is well salted stays fresh for a long time. Therefore, bread and salt, may God save it. Come on. Just to give you a background, I had this idea for this clip. Idea takes you one second. To create a clip like this, it's three days work. And let's give our production team a big hand. This is really amazing. Wow. Hey, why we are the salt on this earth? You, you heard many times about the covenant of Abraham, the covenant of Noah, the covenant of David, the covenant of Israel, the covenant of Jesus Christ with the Lord's Supper. But have you ever heard about the salt covenant? There is a salt covenant in the Bible 
many, many times, and I have to be honest, I, I read this Bible text, you're the salt on this earth, I preached many times about this Bible verse, but I never understood the meaning behind that sentence from Jesus Christ. There are three different salt covenants in the Bible, and my wife and I, we want to share these three ideas with you. The salt covenant number one is the sacrificial offerings. That means salt is cleansing. You see this in Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13. Check this out. Season all your grain offerings. You underline the word all. That means every offering has to be connected with salt. Season all your grain offerings, all your grain offerings with the salt. Do not leave the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain. Add salt to all your offerings. Have you ever read this? Offering and salt was always a package. Why salt and an offering? You have to understand the cross actually is a sacrifice. When Jesus Christ was hanging on this cross, this was a sacrifice. But the cross has no power if I don't embrace the cross, right? If you don't believe in God, you will say the cross is a joke. You will say the cross has no meaning. You will say, oh, Jesus hanging on the cross, but I don't care. That means the sacrifice of Christ has no power unless I am the salt embraces this amazing sacrifice. That means sacrifice and salt belongs always together. And the Bible is clear, if I embrace the, 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 the cross, that means for me, it's a power. It changes my life, my thinking, my, how I speak, everything. That's why salt and sacrifice belongs always together. Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 42. The priests are to sprinkle salt on them and to sacrifice them as a burnt offering to the Lord. Hey, listen, I know we are a vegan generation. We don't like meat anymore, I know. A lot of people say, I don't like the Old Testament, so much killing and so much blood, you know, I cannot see the blood, la, 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 all these things. You have to understand the word sacrifice in Hebrew and please write this down, means korban. When you read sacrifice, means korban. Korban means to come near. The cross is a symbol. God came near to you and me. Near means just halfway. You understand? Halfway. That means only halfway. And if you're not doing the other halfway, there will be never a partnership. The soul covenant means I come near to you. And to understand the covenant, you have to understand a little bit uh, how a covenant uh, start, starts to place, actually. A covenant starts always, I give you my rope. That's a very expensive leather jacket. God, that's you. I hope you enjoy it. And I get the rope from God Almighty. I mean, you heard this many, many times. Can you hear this? You heard this many, many times, and you see, oh, cool. I got the rope from God. You see this, especially by the prodigal son. If you don't understand the story of the prodigal son, you don't understand the soul covenant. I want to give you a little bit some insights. 
the moment when the prodigal son left home, he uses everything. He failed. He sinned crazy times. But the father, the sacrifice was at home. And every day he was watching, is my son coming back? He was ready to come near to the son. When the son was approaching home, the father walked to the son. The father God walked to the son. He came near to the son. And the son came near to the father. You know what the father did? Bring the rope. When I hear bring the rope, I feel, oh my gosh, I'll bring the rope, no problem. The rope meant in those times, the rope means what belongs to me, God the Father, from now out belongs to you again. And I said, Father God, what belongs to me? The prodigal son had nothing left, belongs to you. This was an exchange. And here is the thing. We think if I hand you and trust you all my goods, and if you lose, if you fail, if you return back, I will say, no, 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 wait for a moment. I want to give you a second chance. If I see from now the next two years, you are faithful, if you're honest, I will hand you over my kingdom, everything what belongs, right? But not in that story. Grace, it's not something I can earn, I can do, I can show, I can prove. Grace means it's undeserved and the Father God says from now on it doesn't matter how your lifestyle will be. Everything what I own belongs to you. This calls amazing grace. Now, you say, uh, Pastor Leo, you speak about receive Jesus Christ, you're a son and a daughter of the God Almighty, and then you leave and you sin and you do whatever you want. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever felt about preaching cheap grace? That's not cheap grace, and I'll tell you something, why? Because beneath our salvation, beneath being a son and daughter of Christ, there is a back story. Beneath our salvation, beneath to being a son and a daughter, everyone, if you believe in God or not, you have some issues. You have some words, you have some challenges, actually. And you walk around with wounds, right? We walk around with some issues. And even though if I'm forgiving, I belong to the family of God, all those things, they are still here. Either, either I issue those things or they will issue me. Either I tackle those issues or those issues will tackle me. And how can I get rid from all those things? I found a, a, a Bible verse in Mark chapter 9, verse 49 and 50. Everyone will be salted with fire. That's a no-go. Something is wrong in the Bible text, right? Fire and salt doesn't belong together. Why is Jesus saying you have been salted with fire? Jesus was saying... The Holy Spirit is like fire. And if I'm wounded, if I'm hurt, if I have some issues in my life, God will send the Holy Spirit with fire, with salt, into my wounds. The nine fruits of the Holy Spirit 
is given from God Almighty. As you can see in the next picture, the Holy Spirit are nine gifts, self-control, patience, joy, kindness, faithfulness, peace, love. All those nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are dwelling in me. Fire means the Holy Spirit, salt, cleans, heals my wounds. I am forgiven. I am a son and daughter of Jesus Christ. My name is in the book of life. But, there is a but. Here is the but. Everyone walks around with those things. What is the message? I love the Holy Spirit. You are all in a church celebration or you're in a small group or you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit gives you a revelation about things happens in the past or things are happening right now. And the Holy Spirit gives a revelation that an exchange of things can happen immediately and right now. Hey, in this corona season, um, I think everyone, you, 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 you handled, you, uh, you had certain issues, it came up, right? For me, example, I love to travel. I could not travel anymore. And I'm a very vision leader, and a vision leader actually means if I preach right now, in my thoughts, I think about Wednesday, about Friday, about the next week, where can I plant the church? I always, ahead. And in this corona season, the word impatient, it's here on my back, I'm very impatient. But the Bible says, patient, it's a gift from the Holy Spirit, fire. And I said, God, I need help. I have some issues in me, heal it, change it, cleanse me. And I worked on that. And now you will say, Pastor, this is, this is very easy. You just say, Holy Spirit, change me. Uh, what is my part? Listen, here is my number. 99% it's God's work. If you want to change in your life, 99% is the job that God is doing, right? The 1% it's my part. But I will do the 1% 100%. And that's the number. It's always a partnership. And Susanna, when I go to the Holy Spirit and I give him the permission to heal and change me, he takes all those things away from my back. And that's the power of the salt covenant with the fire of salt comes down. Now listen, you say, that's too easy. Pastor, it's too easy. I, what I do all the time is, if I face or have a revelation about the issue, I say, Holy Spirit, here am I. Is there anything what I can do? Is there anything what I can do? Because it's always a partnership. And I heard when God is saying, impatient, it's a big challenge in your life. I heard that the Holy Spirit is saying, take your paper agenda. I have a paper agenda. Generation Z. I have a paper agenda and kick it away. I kicked my agenda 2020 with all my travelings, with all the, everything into the pin. And this was my part. And something, something very small that the Holy Spirit gives you a challenge how you can be healed in the wounds, in the issue we are walking through. The second 
a covenant of the soul covenant is uh, Pastor Susanna is sharing with us. And I was very pumped about the soul covenant because I never heard about it, but it's full in the Bible. Yeah, that's right. My point is the covenant of salt in the priesthood and salt is reviving. As he said, for me is it, not for me, but in the Bible, making covenant and covenant is central in the whole Bible story. And when we understand about the covenant, then it really helps me to understand my personal relationship with Jesus. It It opens up so many things and also with the salt covenant. This is a part that explains the relationship between God and myself because salt stands for friendship. Salt is a sign of honoring friendship. And we can read it in Numbers 18 verse 19. There it says, Whatever is set aside from the holy offerings the Israelites present to the Lord, I give to you and your sons and daughters. This is God speaking through Moses to Aaron. And as your perpetual, as your perpetual share, it is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for both you and your offsprings. Perpetual, that means ongoing, ongoing. It's always, it should always be like that. It's a, it's a covenant and, and it's something that is set aside for, for your whole family. So when I imagine the offering part, I always imagine all the animals you have to bring, all the animals that you have to, they had to die and you have to burn them. But I never thought about that they had some leftovers or set aside meat. What for? Meat for having a feast together because the salt covenant is, is a sign of, of friendship. And not only did they have to bring the offerings to cleanse their sins, but also to celebrate, to have relationship and friendship together. In the ancient Orient, it, there is a saying, we are eating salt together, which means we have a relationship, we have a friendship together. On the other hand, there is a saying, we eat um, unsalted bread. That means there is some tension between you and I. So salt was a sign of friendship and we are invited at the table, at the table of God as Leonardo da Vinci has a, his very famous picture of the Lost Supper with Jesus. It, friendship is best expressed when we have a shared meal. So whenever we have a meal, we celebrate friendship and we celebrate that God is a God of friendship, that God is a friendly God. And when we are meant to be the salt, that means we can display this friendship of God into our environment. And Leo has a great illustration here. Yeah, I with love two it. glasses I love and you said, two the salt, eggs. The salt changes environment. When the Bible says you are the salt on this earth, you think, oh yeah, cool, but I don't feel like a salt. But you have to understand the power of a salt. If I put this salt here in this water, this is salted water and this is normal water. Now I take an egg into the normal water without salt and check this out what happens. It goes down to the ground. But if we are the salt on this earth, that means your family, the job where you work, where you study, everything, we are the salt and God puts us into an environment. 
And what happens actually, this, the egg, is not going, the egg is not going down. That means because of you, you make a difference in your family. You make a difference in your school. You make a difference wherever you live because you are the salt on this earth. It's not Jesus. It's our job to bring the gospel into the world. So true. He is the Korban. He came close. But we are the salt. And our job is to bring the gospel into the world. Pastor Sana, tell us how can we be the salt on this earth? Yeah, very practically said, what I do, for example, is I pray with a friend of mine every Tuesday for our whole um, house, which means there are hundreds, hundred apartments with even more people living in it, and we pray for them every Tuesday morning for half an hour. Physically, we don't see any difference, but this picture helps me to understand what is going on, what we are doing. We, we revive our whole house. We revive the people living in these hundreds of apartments, even if we don't see it. For you, it might be something different, but you are the salt. You are meant to be the salt. God was the offering. God is the offering. But every offering needed the salt. And if we are not the salt, then the offering is missing. The good part of God and the story is missing in your environment, in your family, in your world. Maybe you are writing uh, WhatsApp or SMS with a Bible verse to just encourage a friend of yours. You have no idea what a difference you make in her life, what an encouragement you are. Or maybe you pray for your workplace or maybe you are just working there in a place where no one else is a Christian and you are the salt. You, you revive the whole environment of this company. That's what it, we are meant to be. Because in First Peter, um, First Peter two verse nine, there it says, "We are um, a chosen people, a royal priesthood." You know what priesthood means? It means we bring heaven down to earth. And this is what we are supposed to be. This is our calling. We are called to be salt. Not only that we are cleansed, but also revive ourselves and the environment. Come on, let's give Pastor Sana a hand. Amazing. Salt brings healing. It's very important. The Holy Spirit heals us. That's the point number one. But we are called to be the salt on this earth. We bring the good news to all the people. The point number three where you can see the salt covenant is the salt of the kingdom of God. Salt is conserving. Second Chronicles chapter 13 verse 5. Don't you know that the Lord, the God of Israel, has given the kingship of Israel to David and his descendants forever by a covenant of salt? Here again, the soul covenant means you cannot break the soul covenant again. And Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God cannot be stopped. Did you know that not even Corona can stop the kingdom of God? No government can stop the kingdom of God if you're able to sing or not sing, if you have to wear a mask or no mask, I don't care. This has nothing to do, nothing on planet earth can stop the kingdom of God. It's a fact. It's a fact, if you study church history, when people start to kill Christians, it was always a multiplication took place like never before. 
If you, you cannot stop the kingdom of God, why we are the salt on this earth? The Holy Spirit, like the fire I read in Mark, the fire bred healing with the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. But God has given us the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And here's the picture. What is the difference between fruits and the gifts? The fruit is here for healing from my inner being. But the gifts, it's to reach the lost world for Jesus Christ. God has given us nine gifts of the Holy Spirit to change the world for God's name. The, the, the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing the sick, miracles, prophesied speaking, discernments of the Spirit, speech and tongues, interpretations of tongues. All those gifts are given to reach a lost world for Jesus Christ. Hey, here are some practical steps. If you're working in a company and there's one person who is sick, ask them, can I pray for you? You don't need a village degree to pray for sick people. You only need courage. And the most courage people on planet Earth are the Swiss people. Hey, I speak faith. Not what it is, what will be. Hey, it costs nothing. Just go out and pray for the sick people in your company. And maybe a healing takes place. And you can read in the New Testament, a healing took place, revival broke out. It's easy to pray for the sick people. It's so easy to speak a prophetic word over a person. It's so simple and so easy. I want to close with a personal story. How, how I do it. You know, um, I'm on Instagram. Here's my Instagram page. If you have never followed me, now it's time. Um, now you have to understand my journey. I'm, I'm generation uh, ZX. And uh, that's, that's not my thing. And I, I said, like six months ago, I want to give up. I, I don't have a Leo Bicker worldwide ministry. Every day, it's past Leo behind the scene, in front of the scene, over the scene, on the scene. I said, God, I don't, I, don't, I don't like Instagram. I just want to be a preacher, a teacher. But that's not my generation. You know, you, young generation, that's your life. But for us in my age, I have to learn to be good on Instagram, hashtag here, whatever. I said to God, I want to I quit, I want to give up. And as you can see in the new posts, there is underlined the word German. Because all my posts are in English because 90% of my followers are English speaking. But some weeks ago, I met a guy from my relatives. He's not a believer yet. And he changed the way what I do on Instagram. He said to me, I follow you on Instagram. Really? Yeah. But I cannot read English. What's wrong with you? He said, I only cannot speak German. And I felt like God is saying, Leo, you are the salt. If you give up doing the Instagram, this guy will never read the Bible. This guy maybe never go to a church. The only Bible, the only church he's ever is in, it's your Instagram. And that was the moment God said to me, if you put some Bible verses or some quotes, it's not for those people they believe in God. It's for those people they are following me on Instagram, they don't believe right now in God. And that's my to be a soul. That's the way I'm able to share the good news to those people. 
Maybe God has given you the courage to pray for the sick people, then go out and pray for all the sick people. Maybe God has given you a gift on the Instagram to show some things that people are able to understand how big God is. And that's my way to be the salt on this earth. For my relatives, hundreds of them are not following Jesus Christ. I would love to close with you guys because when I started this topic about the soul covenant, there was one thing I was so pumped. If you see the picture of Leonardo da Vinci, those people in those times, they draw details to preach a message in the picture. Judas Iscariot, he was a guy who had some issue about money, about greed, right? He never tackled the issue. And if you don't tackle the issue, the issue will tackle you. It's only a matter of time. If you go closer to Judas, you see in his hand, he has some money. Can you bring this, you see the, the money? And there's another small detail. On the elbow, he kicks away the salt. If you don't tackle your issues, the issues will tackle you. And Leonardo was saying, he kicked away the salt covenant with God. And I want to be a generation who is the best salt on this earth. I share God healed me to the Holy Spirit. And God has enabled me with the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit to share the good news into a lost world.